the Seeds You Sow podcast, planting seeds of applied knowledge, strategic change, and unstoppable passion. Coming to you live. What's good, lovely people? This is your girl, Aisha Tripp, coming to you live, KUSF.org, and we are the Seeds You Sow podcast. Am I the only one with a lot of energy today? co-host with me. We got Brother Dame back what's in the building happening? with us. What's happening? What's happening? Damon, I know you come twice a month, but yeah. even when you're not here, your spirit is always here. Amen. Always. And, and you know what? I'm pulling the marathon this month. I'm doing three in a row this, this next three weeks, right? <laughs> there you go. Three in a row. Two times to it. up there. I'm looking forward to it. And you won't miss us next week. We got Mike in the studio, y'all. It's all right. Going to a concert, bro. I'm going to be at a concert for two up-and-coming Rappers named Dizzy Wright and Joyner Lucas. Very talented individuals. Yeah, very talented. Yeah, Extremely so talented. I'm excited about it. All right, you gotta you know give us a little you know feedback on that. You know, okay. let us know how that is. And then also in the studio with us this week, you guys, we have another guest with us. Woo! The talented, the lovely, the amazing poet, author, speaker, motivational, get your life right, mother, Say it. wife, Say it. sister, Say friend, it. Say everything it. you need. Breeze Blue, what's hey. up? Thank you guys so much for having me. You make Absolutely. Me it's a pleasure. That's because you are. <laughs> Bree. Oh, yes. This is dope. I, girl, we, you know what, y'all? As you already know, we all drove up here together, and we could have started recording in, because Bree was giving her opinion. She sure was. <laughs> Bree. I don't know how not to. Right. <laughs> it made for an amazing conversation. Right. You was like, you was letting us know this is what it is, yeah. this is what it's not, <laughs> this is what it's going to be. I'm trying to make it sound like it's just, a, it's just an opinion. But <laughs> it sounds like it's a fact, though. Like, I know, huh? Well, you are in so the right quick, place. That's all that matters. So real quick, quick note. Yes. When she talks, you got to talk like right into the mic or it's not going to pick up. Me? Now I can hear you. Okay. The mic don't pick it up right. You know what I mean? It's the mic's fault. It's the mic's fault. Always. As long as it's not You're definitely projecting well. That's for sure. You sit up straight talking with the diaphragm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. We good now. Okay, I'm ready now. Oh, man. All right, we're going to start up. Yes, no, you're good. But Bree is um, the co-founder of Speakeasy, a spoken word event that takes place every Tuesday at the Berkeley Repertory Theater. At the Black Repertory Theater. The Black Repertory. Excuse me. Lord, forgive me. Black Lords, forgive me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Black Lords. <laughs> no, I only I only make the distinction because there is a Berkeley Repertory Theater. <laughs> I know that. I, mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, Lord, that, yeah. That's okay. Black guys, like, the Black Lords forgive you. Black 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 okay. Repertory Black Theater, the historical Black Repertory Theater Very, yes. in Berkeley. Very, like, unapologetically, authentically extra Black. Like, yes. You just feel like you walking into like a black history lesson when we you walk up in there. just stand there like this. Mm-hmm. As soon as you come in, we say, free at last. <laughs> 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 so, oh, my God, no snaps. Come on. Oh, we're supposed to snap. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. right. Then you end it with a fist. Is that like the unit, like the unified black call? You snap, you stomp. And then say lift every voice and sing. But only the first verse because everybody only know the first verse. Do you guys know lift every voice and sing? Yes. How's it go? 
I'm not about to sing. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't think I'm about to sing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. I know every word. I know every word. Yeah, I'm with Damon. He said he ain't gonna be back next week. From every mountain. I was coaching yesterday. My voice is not a singing voice right now. I'm always that way. After the first verse, you're right, because I'm always mumbling through it like, sing. Yep, exactly. That's right. Melody, I'm just not going to take everything over today. I don't want to do all that. I'm poet, snap, snap. Like my daughter says, snap, snap, clap, clap. Yes, so Bree's going to be talking to us about Speak Easy, about her movement campaign, um, Unapologetically You. Yes. yes. Can y'all just let that simmer? Unapologetically You. See, I'd like to say that Unapologetically You came out before Unapologetically became a trend. Yeah. You date that. Cite your sources. Uh, Check my YouTube page out real quick. (laughs) No, No, um, my Facebook, actually. And it wasn't even a... It wasn't something to tag on to everything else. It was really simply showing awareness about learning what it means to stop apologizing for being who we are. Mm. Who we are, what we've been through, what we've done, what's Amen. been done to us, what we've done to other people, realizing that who we've been makes up everything that we are now. Amen. And there's no need to continue apologizing for something that is supposed to be exactly what it is. Word. It was so well put. Yes. Thank you. Stop saying sorry. Exactly. Sorry, not sorry. Unapologetically you. And you know, <laughs> we, we make justifications and we try to give reasons and explanations for things that we don't need to reason and ex- explain away. Like, yeah. it is what it is. We've been who we are. That doesn't mean we don't have the option to be something more, something better, something else tomorrow. Right. Word. Aren't y'all already feeling empowered listening <laughs> to that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is so fitting, guys, because today's episode, it's all about self-empowerment. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited to have Bree with us in the studio. Yes. I'm super excited to talk about something that's going to highlight our strengths, highlight our power, and highlight like who we are as a people and what we have to offer. Um, before we do hop into all that, though, I do I like to, you know, give a little pulse check. You know, we talk a little about different things going on. Like, is there anything new, anything good going on with y'all that y'all want to, like, you know, share with the listeners? There was something I want to ask y'all but I wanted to pose it to y'all Uh-oh. first. I know. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good first, though. Right. You, I'm just, I, you know, I was going to put it out there. Y'all know I talk a lot. You know, I'm just going to let y'all what? talk today. No. Really? <laughs> Who, Aisha? No, I talk no. a lot. No, really? no. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. You quiet. <laughs> oh, man. That didn't even feel right coming up. Is it serious? Okay, this is lean forward. We're intense. Yeah, that's right. Seriously, that's a good one. Seed, seed of the day is: we are black superheroes. Ye, know your worth so you can embrace your power. Preach. Power to the people. Ye. Okay, so let me just ask the question that I wanted to ask y'all real quick for because we're gonna hop into oh. I'm gonna break down everything. Yeah, yeah. Wait, did, were you gonna share something? No, I wasn't. Go ahead. You wanna talk about your process with your locks? I could. <laughs> I could, because you know, I got interlocked the other day, right? I went and got interlocked and you I was in there for like six hours. And uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a long, long process. But then like the ends, like I guess the process you don't twist it. So at the ends, 
it's like real straight and it's looking mm. kind of weird like like you just tied a knot in like a shoestring and it's like frayed at the end that's how my hair is acting right now that's uh-huh. that ancestry.com you see the way my jeans work my DNA is set up my hair is a little my hair isn't the optimal my hair don't have the optimal coil for this <laughs> process but I'm still gonna try yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> so yeah it's been a process to say the least you know, you it's, know looking it's a good journey though. I appreciate you, you saying know? that it gave me a little extra confidence going into my week <laughs> so yeah, yeah. that's right that's right you know I'm being lied to me to help me fly you know what I'm saying lie to help fly. me fly so yeah you know it's a process it's a process so yeah that's okay. what's going on you giving me inspiration yeah. but you also giving me insight that's to right. like yeah, that's what it's gonna be like when you, you know, you get a little started. But I don't know, maybe you, I don't know, can't you, I don't know, you could like put the hats on, you could do a little up. I mean, you can definitely, you can definitely make it happen. <laughs> He's trying to get this like, no up. And actually, that's a bad idea. You can't do that. You're not supposed to really style it too much at all. You're supposed to leave it alone. So, like, you can put a wig on. You can put a wig on. I knew, I knew somebody that did that. I they mean, were rocking mm-hmm. some hot wigs for like two years and then bam, they I've came out with some luxurious mm-hmm. locks. Mm-hmm. So they skipped on it. Yep. I've been wearing do rags and beanies for the last three weeks. I'm not mad at you. Your ears are warm. Single day, absolutely. Mm. My son asked me. He was like, "When you gonna take that hat off?" (laughs) (laughs) You gotta give me at least four more months. Oh man! (laughs) Shout out to Amar. We need to get Amar on the show. You gotta love Amar's just kids too, but Mm -hmm. Amar in particular, his like candid, like honesty. I just thought about something you guys had told me he had said one time, but I ain't gonna talk about that on the air. Uh, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but I appreciate yeah, you I holding that in. Yeah, I don't know what that could possibly. Be. I gotta. Uh, Damon, I gotta remind you Say of the story that you told us. Oh boy, the first episode Uh-oh. that you started your locks. And oh, yeah. Oh, word. I just want to bring that up real mm-hmm. quick. So as you are going through this stage, you remember that story because I remember it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it Let's was a phenomenal it. story. Yeah. Um, so stay strong, brother. Absolutely. Oh, you yeah. that lean forward in your seat moment. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> and I think about that every day when I wake up and I look in the mirror and I look at my locks <laughs> and I see. You got to listen to the episode. You got to listen to the episode. You got to listen to the episode, yeah. But basically. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That was um, what episode was that two? What episode was that? I don't remember. I think so it was. Now we gotta go through the archives. Yeah, we, we do. do. Yeah, we that. So you know what you do? You go back and listen to every episode, <laughs> and I mm-hmm. guarantee you're gonna hear that story. You are yeah. definitely listen to hear. all of them. It's a it's great top, one too. Yep. Yeah, it's a good one. It is. And it then is. you give us a review. Yep. And then so now we yelping? give us yeah, a review. We yelping. Yeah. Give us a review. We go, <laughs> I- we go to iTunes and we give a review to Seat You So Podcast and uh-huh. let us know what you think. Yeah. Give us the star rating that is fitting to your feeling and uh we'd appreciate it yeah absolutely absolutely see, and that applies to everyone yeah <laughs> exactly see that appreciate it you see that we would if you gave us a star right? i leaned properly on my elbow and i yes. delivered that that's so off track <laughs> that's what we always do okay. we don't never hop straight into we'll the topic to nah, maybe we'll one day we will what would nah. y'all do if we did that like well, no nah, we would never start it's never gonna happen topic. it's never gonna it's not our nature you know what we should do like we should switch it up too we should start off like Y'all open it up. Yeah, that's cool. Want to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, I'm always like, hey, everybody. 
It's me, Aisha. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, hey, and then everybody comes in. And it's like, you like the DJ. Course, like, you like the DJ envy of this situation. Wait, what? We start right. You the DJ envy of this situation. You know, envy. Oh. He always introduces it every single time unless he's out. That's you. Oh. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, that's how it works. That's so, like, Sway, you're like Sway. We, we, we all a family. You gave her we a Sway. Family, which is why we can't ever she hop into the topic. She gave you a Sway intro for sure. You did give me a Sway intro. I'm, you I'm, did. I'm oh, I'm so <laughs> Y'all know, just real quick, I used to listen to Sway in the Breakfast Club back in the day before the other Breakfast Club. Y'all remember yeah, the, the yeah, Breakfast Club the in the bag? Uh-huh. Yeah, and I used to listen to that, like, Back in middle school, and I used to love Sway, and I used to, I want to be on the radio one day. And I used to use, like, my talk boy and make little shows and stuff. Now we're doing the show! (laughs) KUSF.org. 20 years later. <laughs> I, go, I go with my show over Sway any day. I'm sorry. I apologize. That was out of, line. That was out of pocket. Hey, I, apologize. I have no shame I in my age. We talk about too. that all the time. That's oh, a... you talk about yours then. <laughs> 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 That's going to be another future episode yeah. talking about like age yeah, and mentality. 21, we sure will. Your 21, like your fifth 21 anniversary. <laughs> yeah, we could do my fifth, my fifth 21 anniversary. That works too. That's what people say nowadays. Like, yeah, I'm turning 21 for the 19th time. Or it might be like the 15th time. We're going to keep going. Oh, man. No, we're good. We're good. Um, I'll ask you guys that other question later. No, I want to hear it. No, yeah. I've been waiting for it this whole time now. I've been waiting for it this whole time Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to wait until when? We gonna wait until um after we talk about the self empowerment. No, forget that. Let's just ask you something. Yeah, you know, let's just know what it is. After we answer this question. Yeah, right. Oh, you're right. Okay, so it's not that. Okay. Let me just go ahead and pull like it up. We gonna get to the seat. We gonna get to the topic, y'all. All right. So shout out to Micah. She was out here with us last week. She was our guest, and um, Micah sent me this email for Black Coffee Sunday. It was an event that happened today, and it's basically a bunch of black people getting together. There's music. There's vendors. People get together and they have coffee. And I think there's other beverages too, if you want to get into that. But it's basically coffee. So in any case. They had this stated in their invite. And I, I'm just going to open it up like this. Like, what is your reaction to this statement? Uh, all right. <laughs> so in the announcement, it states, Uh-oh. as we right. kick off our 2018 event calendar with the very first Black Coffee Sunday of the year, we want to go on the record as saying, 100% unambiguously, this event is specifically for black for people of black heritage who identify as black. Much love and respect to Oakland's strong and vocal ally community, but people of color deserve exclusive spaces free from those who look like their oppressors. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> get, get all the reaction. Now. That is a real statement right there. I was exercising my facial muscles. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you know, on the one hand, I appreciate that. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Like I want, at least I know now. At least I know when I get there what I what to expect. You know what I'm saying? So if I don't feel that way and I can, you know, I can choose not to attend. But wow. Yeah. I think that's like a serious statement. But I think the idea and thought behind it is something that I actually really support. Though yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. like. Um, Shout out to all the people that show us love from all heritage and races, right? But sometimes um, it's been very rare that our black community can have something that we just own, that we keep as ours and is kind of sacred to us, that nobody steals or comes and partakes in, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the idea behind that statement is something that I'm actually not against, 
pretty strong language in there, though. Yeah, and it reminds me of a, um, <laughs> a, a billboard that we that when my son first started, he's in kindergarten right now, and he just started school this year. So the billboard said like diversity lunches, right? And they had it broken up by yeah. different like cultures. It's like black families come to this one, Latina family come to this one, white families come to this one. Mm. And I'm like, that's cool, but like, what about our family? Mm. Right? Yeah. Our, you know, mm-hmm. which that's one do we go to? Be. Yeah, yeah. I should be. <laughs> yeah. Well, the option. Yeah. <laughs> when do you fit? Right. Where do you fit into that? You know what I mean? Is there an option for that? Or like, do I need to go to the black one or go to the white one and like lead the kids to the house? Or maybe we go to both i don't understand you know what i mean yeah. but um but back to this situation <laughs> my opinion um i i'm definitely in agreement with you with the intent mm-hmm. I, I think it is important i think everybody every group of people deserves to have their own space you need to be able to have events spaces venues times Places where you can just be, mm-hmm. where you what's the with youngsters say mask off, where you don't have you like that, huh? I do. I'm, yeah. I'm um, But no, where you don't feel like you have to wear that mask, or you mm-hmm. have to be on guard, or you have to code switch, or you have to explain, or you have to assimilate, right. like, explain, explain, mm. define. <laughs> describe like you want to be able to just be Mm -hmm. without having to explain away why you want to just be right at the same time i don't think that that's exclusive to people of color Mm. the problem is when we then turn and have an issue with say an all-white event Right. That they feel like they want to have their space for them to just be we can't have it both ways for that. Man. I mean, <clears throat> I agree with all the different statements were sh- mm-hmm. that were shared. My initial reaction was, whoa, that was straight up. Now mm-hmm. tell me. <laughs> Paula Abdul, sorry. Um, oh, sorry. Right, it's okay. You know, I'm 33. It shows all the time. Um, <laughs> Don't put that on 30. You know, it's okay. It's okay. I'm sorry. It's all preserved in my blackness. Um, but in any case, I... Just as Michael has stated, like, I am all for all people. I love everybody of every race, culture, creed, whatever, human, breathing, whatever like that. But it is true. There is a time and a space where you do feel like that. Um, I don't know. It just made me think about, personally, I remember after what had happened in um, Virginia. And I remember I was with Micah and all her friends from North Carolina. And we were on Pismo Beach. And that same day, we saw a man with a Confederate flag. And in that moment, I remember we all were just talking and we all came to this like kind of conclusive agreement. Like it feels good just to be around somebody that looks like me. Mm -hmm. So like in moments like that, I get that. But in other moments, I'm thinking about people close in my life where I'm like, well, dang, you know, shoot, I don't want to bring my friend to this and we just kicking it. But yeah, so that's what it is. Yeah. So it's yeah. Everything ain't for everybody. You sound like D.O. Hughley. That was, he said that on The Breakfast Club. Yeah, he did. Just yep. listening to his interview, I was, I'm in total agreement with what he said because his whole his whole uh, point was we're trying to create this culture, this atmosphere that makes everybody have to like everybody and right, everything. Right, exactly. And we don't need to. Yep. You need to respect 
Definitely. the differences. Mm -hmm. You need to yeah. not treat people in a negative way based on your not difference of opinion. But we don't need to BS everybody in the kumbaya. We all love each other. We all... Right. Everybody does not feel like we are all one and on the same page. And mm -hmm. why is that a problem? Yep. As long as we're not putting anyone here and putting ourselves here... That's it. I may not like you. And that's what continues to happen, though. People don't want to acknowledge the differences. They want to either have power over them or they want to ignore them or they want to erase them. But mm -hmm. we need to learn how to embrace and respect our differences. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, I just wanted to bring that up because I was like, oh, what they going to think? <laughs> you know me. I'm just trying yeah. to throw a little something out there. But it's, it's, it's the getting yeah. to the intent regardless of the immediate interpretation. Right, it, exactly. Impact greater than intent? Yes. Uh, yeah. Because intent comes, to me, intent comes from one, a, a single perspective at times. The impact is going to be vast. The impact is going to be widespread. That's right. What you mean by what you say has very little bearing on what you say. Mm. That's real. I hear what I hear. Mm -hmm. That's the immediate thing. It's like first impressions. Mm -hmm. What you meant to say mm may come afterwards if that's a conversation to even be had. Right. But I've already developed my opinion based on what it is that you actually said. Yep, that's right. I feel like we get into a whole Amen. other topic. Go ahead. And for us, though, <laughs> okay. what, I, what I will say is that one of the greatest times out that I've ever had was at a at like an African event in L.A. And it was nothing but beautiful black people in the building. It was, I can't even, it was in Santa Monica. Um, I can't remember the exact place. But, um, so the impact, um, and we all we all know that I'm only half black, right? But the impact, the impact of being in a room full of other black professionals, beautiful black people who are all doing well for themselves and all doing something positive in their community and in their own lives, that impact of being there for me was something special though. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, mm -hmm. you know, so if I'm if I'm thinking about this event and I'm thinking about walking in to an event filled with only beautiful black people that are doing positive things for themselves and for their communities, that impact as an individual is is crazy. Um, and that is something that I really appreciate. Yeah. And I think that plays right into what our topic is mm -hmm. for today, because when you are around a group of people who are at a certain level and who are, you know, mm -hmm. achieving a certain level of uh, success or greatness or whatever you want to call it, uh, that inspires you to yes. also go for that. So right. I think that I mean, we'll see one of the questions down the line, but I think yeah. that that's one of the answers to one of the questions is just start to surround yourself with people that are that and creating those spaces for people to, to come together like that is good. Yes. And... For that specific situation, I think we're just too sensitive. You know what I mean? I think yep, that's what yep, it is. I, yep, I yep, think that I wasn't going to say Right, exactly. That's the thing. It's like very true. Everybody wants to be inclusive. Don't call me and, at Starbucks. Right. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah, I didn't know either, but yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, praise Black Jesus. <laughs> like, thank you. I thought I was the only one feeling as a dang. Can we just say, okay, I don't like that. Okay, yeah. I, that, that ain't going to go. Or I will go. Right. That ain't for you. That piece of chicken for me. Whatever. Like, whatever. You know? Exactly. I, I'm, I'm a little hungry. It might be chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, and now it was a little, though, 
it says specifically for black uh, people of black heritage, but then it says but people of color. And I was like, well, people of color. Yeah. I was like, so. Yeah, the way man. I took it was basically anybody who ain't white. That's how I took it. Yeah. I think that, that's how that's how I took it. Well, you know, you, we we give credence to language in certain aspects, but then we don't pay enough attention to it in others. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're going to be very specific yeah. with regard to who you want and who you don't, you have to stay specific. When you tell me you don't want anybody that looks like our oppressors, well, who who is oppressing us? Right. And Amen. I think that, that goes into a whole nother avenue. Oh, yeah. yeah. What your oppressor may look like to you as yeah. a black person yeah. may very well not be what oppression looks like to me. Yeah. Very true. That's very true. It's a different yeah. level. We're talking about African descent mm-hmm. versus African-American descent. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you, there's layers to it. At the end yep. of the day, what they really wanted to say is we don't want the white people here. And they didn't have another <laughs> way to put that because while wanting to be clear and direct, there's still some concern about interpretation. Mm. This just makes me want to definitely just have more vocal, honest conversations. That's right. And what you just said, too, like, in a way where, like, not being, like, sensitive, but, like, respectful, honest, and open dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what needs to just happen more and more, because it definitely just gets kind of pushed under the rug and, like, oh, let's not talk about it. Well, somebody say it. sound nice. Make it sound nice or make, yeah. it, make it you can, palatable. You, it's like you can be respectful. Because right. you don't have to be disrespectful to get your point across. But, but it, it's not disrespectful. I don't think that me. was disrespectful yeah, at all. No. We yeah. are having a black only event. This is a black event. This is a black event. Biggity, biggity, black. And I'm black, y'all. Like, and I'm black. biggity, black. Yeah. Yep, yep. You got to do black, y'all, twice. <laughs> black, 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 black. Black, y'all. But the question is Question. When Mike comes in the building, Will he be seen as accepted or not accepted based on that criteria? I think Mike would. I think initially I'd get some question marks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, after some conversation, <laughs> right. you got that black man voice. All right, now, brother. Yeah. You have to All right, prove mm. you, are, you belong. And that's right. where I think we're going to continue to have a problem because exactly. we have so many distinctions Ongoing. within our own group of people. Yep. Yeah. I, and I'm probably going to have a lot of, uh, catch a lot of flack for saying this, but this whole, I'm rooting for anybody black? No. Yeah, I'm with you. And I say that because if I'm going to root for good people, I'm going to root for good people. Word. It's a whole lot of black people that ain't about nothing. Ooh, she I'm said not it. I'm going to jump on the black bandwagon just because they're black. Because what ends up happening is if they then don't meet my expectations, where does that, where does that put me? Well, and what I value and what I believe in. Well, just as like Zora Neale Hurston just had stated, and then Angela Rye um, restated, everybody that's your skin folk ain't your skin folk. folk. Just how everybody, like how everybody, like that's like that's like basically saying I'm a root for Amarosa. Right, exactly. Just I'm not because she's black. Then we I think the, those but I think to be the black representative. I think mm. the I get it and I agree too. Not like root for good people. Definitely, I think the whole idea behind rooting for everybody black is like that idea of like empowering a space of empowering uh, um, black people in a space that typically aren't there in most times. And I, I, and I, I get, get that, that, but but I also I also but I also but agree though. Yeah, no, right. I also Absolutely. agree. Absolutely. I also agree. Like. 
everybody that's your skin folk ain't your kin folk. So ain't on my list. No, huh. I don't give a damn. Cause he, but, he but, th- like, but those are the, saying, like, we but those are the black people that don't want to be black. But anyway, so <laughs> we are hella off topic. <laughs> We need to get. Is, does anybody else want to say anything? No, nah, <laughs> nah. I think we ready. That's what I was telling y'all, but no, everybody offered good stuff. We good. Hey, we I mean, all it was a good. It was a good segment. Yeah, yeah, you know. Into what, into what we're. Oh, hundred percent. So, and we segue, are all fans of black superheroes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, segueing in today's topic, um, just as Damon had eloquently play, um, stated about five to seven minutes earlier, in terms of how this is in connection. That was precise, yeah. right there. Yeah. Five to seven five to minutes. Five to seven minutes. Yeah. Yes, you know, I got. Did I fall in that range? But um, in any case, <laughs> the official seed of the day is: We are black superheroes. Know your worth, so you can embrace your power. Um, the whole idea behind this episode was actually inspired by Brother Damon. Um, a few episodes back, when we did the whole black narratives, explaining how we identify as black, what does black look like to us, and sharing our own personal stories to then show the diversity in who we are as a people. And Damon brought up the reference of black people having this superhero-like qualities. And the, the moment we know who we are, that's the moment we can embrace our power and take off and become anything and everything we want to be. So the whole idea behind this episode today, you guys, is to not only embrace our power as human beings, as artists, as let it be fathers, educators, writers, mothers, authors, videographers, all the different labels that we may own, but also embracing our internal qualities and showing our strengths so that we can empower those who are listening to think about what strength do you have and how we're using your superhero strength to empower other people. So we're super excited. I feel empowered right now. Like, yes! Like, I feel like I want to wear a cape and just start flying. Just like, you got one on all the time. You know what I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even flying. I'm gliding, you know? With my rollerblades too in the air, like what? Get at me! Get at me! Get at me! Yes, I roll the blade. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, no, that merch. I'm gonna play some Paula Abdul. No. But anyway, hey, so um, we do have a few um articles as always that you guys can reference one article um black superhero black superheroes matter which is in reference to the black panther movie that's coming out it's a great article make sure to check it out we have another one entitled don't bootleg it don't bootleg no make sure you go whatever you need to do um there's another one entitled four ways to build self-esteem and another one entitled self-perceptions of black americans so we'll have that all posted on our instagram our facebook and on soundcloud and itunes for you guys to reference because we are all about informed opinions here on the CG So podcast. But the way this episode is going to work today is we're going to be offering our own um, t- basically take on how we feel empowered as individuals. And then through that, we're going to hope that it's going to inspire you to feel empowered yourself and how you're going to um, empower your own community. So and also just want to put the put it out there for the record. This is this is like a very important episode. We were talking about this in the car, you know, Brie brought up the point, you know, there's so many times in our culture where we focus on the negative or what we don't have or what we're lacking or what's wrong or what we need to do and all this is happening, all this oppression. It's not to say that the pain, the struggle, the oppression does not need to be acknowledged, but just as much as we acknowledge that, we need to acknowledge all of our strength, all of our resilience, all of our power and all of who we are. And the more we do that in great numbers, that's how like real change, real progress can happen. And it has been happening because there's been people before us that have done tremendous amount of work, but I'm just really excited to talk about 
how we feel is empowered so we can get you guys empowered. Mm. Feel good? It feels, it feels great. great. It feels great. It does. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So. I sent um, everybody a couple of questions that most people started answering today. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm messing with y'all. It's okay. You know, somebody's superhero strength is, I think, on the spot. So. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. And as we're answering these questions, I want you guys who are listening to answer them for yourself, too. It's not just about us. Like, we all have something Beautiful. We all have something worth sharing. We are here for a reason. What the, what's the saying? Like how there's no star in the, um, the sky that's alike? All of us sitting here is not a duplicate. Everybody here is an individual who has something to offer. So for those listening, I want you guys to think about what your superhero strengths are, how you feel empowered, and how you're going to empower other people. So the first opening questioning that I'm going to have, questioning, the first open question that I'm going to have for all of us to answer is, what is your superhero strength? And what and what Why ways everybody serious? Always start with me. And what ways I was, I didn't know we were gonna do that, but okay. I'm leaning towards you. So, so what is your superhero strength and what ways do you use it to build yourself as well as others in your community? I'll sit my wine. So based on the eyes in the room, I guess it's my turn to talk. <laughs> If you want to. <laughs> no, I'll go first. It's all good. Um, but it's, it's kind of hard for me to answer this question because, like, when you think about, like, what is your superhero strength, it's like... And you could have Try not to get self-absorbed, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know what I'm good at. I'm good at all this stuff. <laughs> but you're um, unapologetically you. That's right. So, <laughs> so speak from the diaphragm. With that, with that in mind, <laughs> let me go ahead and tell y'all what I'm good at. <laughs> um, nah, but I think, like I said, it's hard for me. So let me let me like get through. So the three things that I thought about when you brought that up is um, one of them is vision. I think that I've always been somebody who like, if someone else or if I have come up with an idea or come up with something that we want to pursue or look further into like I kind of just go into my little bubble and like come up with these elaborate like ideas and elaborate like strategies for what we're going to do in my head and like a lot of people don't have the ability to do that like I said this is hard um, oh God, no, it's great though but yeah just having a vision like being able to see something and be like okay if we do this then this can become that and if you do that and stay focused on that or if you look at this this way like I've always been able to like pr provide that kind of like perspective i guess mm. and through that um like in my career and work situations i've always been one they've always said that i was one that like raised the energy and like motivate people and like bringing the positive energy and the smile and like hey mm -hmm. we can do this if we just you know things might be hard things may not be going the way that they should but let's turn this around let's change our attitudes and yes. make it happen kind of deal that's always been kind of my thing. And then the last one has been, like, uh, adaptability. So, like, mm. whatever the circumstances are, I'm kind of like a chameleon in the sense that I can kind of just change pretty quickly uh, based on whatever the circumstances are. So that's worked out pretty well for me and mm. uh, has gotten me to where I am, I guess. So uh, if I were to say I had any superhero strengths, I don't know that I do. Those but are superhero strengths. If I were to say that I had any, if I were to say like my best attributes, it would be those, I think. At what ways do you feel like, well, I guess you were kind of like answered that, but like in terms of like, you were saying it in terms of like how like you're like an inspiration to the people you work with. 
you provide like the vision, you provide the motivation. Those are the ways you feel like you build your community with your superhero like strength. Uh, yeah, and you know what I think that I intend to do in the future, and what I think that that those kinds of things can be used for is just like building community and building mm-hmm. like uh, confidence in in the youth, especially, uh, and just showing them. Uh, different perspectives and different ways to look at the situations and circumstances that they're in mm. and motivating them to kind of push through uh, some of the things that may not be as easy to uh, to push through. So. Sounds like your timer, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm done. Mike was good. <laughs> no, you know, Damon, like, I think it's important to name, like, I think we all feel like that at different times. Like, oh, man, I got to talk about myself. I almost yeah. feel like I'm yeah. bragging. Like, I know you, like, known you now for, like, I don't know, eight, nine years. Like, you are definitely a genuine, humble black man. Right. And I think, like, and everybody here, too, like, I don't kick it with people that, like, are, like, hella full of themselves like right. that. But um, that's a normal feeling. But I yeah. think, like, it's good. <laughs> oh, God! I am an Oh, God! But in case, no, but I think it's important, you know, like, to be okay with saying, yeah, and this is what I'm good at. Because yeah, other people yeah. say it. Like, what did, what did yeah, Jamie exactly. say on the um, episode? She was like, talk to yourself the way that you talk to your friends. Mm. Like, you know, we, oh, we're so quick to build other people up. It's yeah. okay to be like, you know what? I did that. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a process. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I respect so. you for that. I'm glad it's over. Next. <laughs> <laughs> What's your superhero strength, Michael? Um, no, I'm not gonna lie. I looked at this question and I thought about it um, all week because I kind of have that same sentiment as as Damon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe possibly one of my strengths is having the capability to in any situation that I'm in take myself off any pedestal that I may be on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I, what I realized after thinking about it for a while is that acknowledging our own superhero strengths is just acknowledging the strength and the beauty that we have being black people. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm thinking about it at first, I'm like, ooh, I'm about to, I'm about to say I don't really got no superhero strength. No. But then I started thinking about how as black people, we all have superhero strength. Yeah. Yes. And um, some choose to acknowledge those and, and use those to move us and ourselves forward. Some don't, unfortunately, but we all have it inside of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that... Uh, I appreciate my myself and my my ability is um, I always have the patience and the desire to like take a step out of my own shoes to try to mm. interpret situations differently. Yeah. Um, so I don't try to get, although I, I will get caught up in my own emotions and my own thoughts, I will always try to distance myself from that for a moment so that I can interpret things um, through my intellect. Rather than just through my emotions. Um, one of the other thing is my connection to nature. Um, with your hikes. And it, it has to do with my <laughs> hikes. But um, what I appreciate about my connection to nature is that, to me, there's always some type of explanation within nature that um, has a has a testament to life being good, mm-hmm. right? And has. Um, some type of analogy of what we have to do to continue moving forward. So, like, for example, I remember a friend of mine's father passed away, and we're in Lake Tahoe, and I'm looking at, um, like, this huge redwood tree. And what I'm realizing 
is that there's so many little scars on the trunk of this tree from where branches were once, but now because it's not close enough to the sun, it's falling off. Mm. And those scars and those branches were what allowed that tree to be 300 feet tall or however yeah. tall it is, right? Mm-hmm. right? And they then dropped off and the scar stayed on the tree. Mm. But that was like a really important piece to that, to that growth and that development and that movement forward. And mm. so that connection to nature always allows me some type of analogy to talk to people about the goodness of life. Right. So even though we have pain and even though we have scars, ultimately we're moving up and we're continuing to move closer and closer to the sun, closer to God, whatever we want to be at. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. And uh, last thing is I have um, the ability to connect with everybody because I understand pain. And I understand that our our routes to pain is often very different, which is beautiful to me because that allows me to learn from everybody. Mm -hmm. But I can relate to every single person on this earth because I know they felt pain and I have too. And um, that is something that I would also consider a superhero strength. Oh, my gosh. I know, man. (laughs) Michael always, you know, coming with the nature analogies. I've never heard anybody use that. That's dope, but like for real. Don't get me going. I got more too. I know you. Here come that. Here come that sermon we were waiting for. The episode with Michael is coming soon. Hey, we gotta change. We gonna hallelujah. We gotta change this whole episode. Mike, go ahead, bro. Be cool. Speak on it, bro. That's a perspective I've never heard before. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for you to turn it towards me. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it, that's a perspective I've never heard, but I can appreciate in a way that I didn't, that I never thought of before, because mm-hmm. I'm not a nature person. Mm. But hearing you put it that way, I'm like, okay, I, I could rock with some bugs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some trees. I'm go- no, but like, it's, it's dope. It's a way of looking at something completely different than I would have ever contemplated before. That's and it's and it's entirely untouched by the corruptness of society mm-hmm. and the corruptness of human which yeah. is why I think it's always my connection to goodness and my connection to happiness because there is nothing that I can I can there's nothing that changes that beauty and there's nothing that changes that reality about its growth and its development um, so it's a, yeah, it's, it's a dope thing to to think about mm-hmm. so thank you oh. This is great, guys. I love, like, how there's so many layers to this. So I guess we're at me. And, you know, it's funny because I have two that I'm going to share. The one that I'm going to share right now is reflective of you holding this mic. Mm -hmm. Because (laughs) I was like, I know. No, you're fine. You're fine. That's Mm -hmm. why I took it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So I would say one of my superhero strengths are, um, I guess I would call it, the power to self-reflect so you can self-correct. And um, I have realized that I have learned. This wasn't something I just woke up one day, but I've grown in this power to take responsibility and accountability for my own actions and to recognize where I need to grow, what weaknesses I need to acknowledge so I can become a stronger individual. So with you holding this mic, for example, right? I've had issues with control. If y'all like, you know, it's like, no. like really? No. Uh-uh. really, really? I couldn't see it. 
Mm-mm. Like I gotta, I gotta do it this way. I gotta do it that way. No. So, um, and I've been learning to rest. I've been learning to release. I've been learning how to just go with the flow more and more. So I'm thankful that I have now like taken on like this superpower to realize that where actually I'm weak, that's where I become stronger. Word. And um, I've learned that through a spiritual sense too. So I would say that's one of my superhero strengths. And in connection with that, too, before I go to the last one, um, I believe, and it's probably from my grandmother, that's what allows me to always see the good in everything and everybody. Mm. Because I'm the type of person, someone could, like, shoot me in my foot. And I'd be like, yeah, my baby toe, right? My pinky toe. And you know what? I'd be like, God dang it, ah. But maybe they were having a bad day. Like, I, I've been able to, that like... definitely a superhero. It is, because I've been yes. able to, through my own personal experience, too. This ain't just coming from, like, a theory. This is, like, through actual experience to, like, recognize that when people hurt you, it's really because they're only hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. Hurt people hurt mm-hmm. people. Hurt people. I and like so that. I feel like it's a superhero strength for me to realize that I don't have to take on that pain, but instead mm-hmm. speak a positive word and give the person a prayer. Because right. that cycle of pain will only continue. So I feel thankful that I was given that gift to, like, not, like, be so... Just to always see the, the good in somebody. And I, and I get that from my grandmother. And then lastly, I would say, because it was the first one that I, I'd written down, and it's somewhat in connection to what you talked about, Damon. Um, I titled it Action-Based Faith. Word. I really feel like okay. at my core, okay, at my core, at who I am, who I be, um, <laughs> I am energetic. I'm joyful, joyful. I'm, I am like... <laughs> I don't know this person Everybody you're describing right now. Take the robes off. <laughs> um, I really do believe in the impossible. And I get excited to do the things that people say that can't be done. I've mm. always been like that since I was a little girl. Like, oh, we can't do that? Well, let's try to do that. Let's figure out what we need to do. And I've always lived my life from the perspective. Like, it's the quote. Like, when someone says, why? You say, why not? Push the envelope forward. Go with it. And don't just stay like in the dream. Don't just stay like in the vision, but put some action behind it. Put a plan behind it. Really make it happen. And I really feel like I get excited just in my own natural core. But more importantly, what I feel like my superhero string is really rooted in the fact that not getting excited about my own dreams, but then also getting excited for other people Mm -hmm. to see their own power, their own greatness, and to make sure they go after all the things that they have in them. That's where I really feel like, yeah! So, yeah, yeah, those are my superhero strengths. The scroll is like rolled all through the room of your superhero strengths. That's right. She could only stop at three, but you got many more. I feel like those are like the two ones that throughout my life, no matter what, I will be 90 years old. Yeah, we can get that done. Let's go. (laughs) So, yeah. Y'all all answered the good. What's the next question? (laughs) <laughs> no, you got to offer your superhero strength. Oh, man. Um, I had a lot of difficulty. No, all jokes aside, I did not just look at this today. Like, real I talk. Know. I looked at it when you sent it. I, I even know, responded. I, know, I, I, I sent an email. Mm. <laughs> didn't reply at all. That's how you get messed up. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> superhero strength to me always sounded like something above and beyond. Mm-hmm. The expectations, the norm, the the grain, in a sense. Mm-hmm. I never sought out to be a superhero. So it always catches me off guard or kind of catches me by surprise when people view me 
in a way that I have yet to embody completely. If I were to look in the mirror at myself rather than past myself, y'all hashtag that. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. No, that that's something that I have had a lot of difficulty doing. Mm-hmm. But in in getting older, one hopes there's growth. And in attempting to grow, I have to be able to acknowledge the rights more often than the wrongs. So I guess I would say that my, one of my superhero strengths would be my transparency. <laughs> and it attaches itself to so many branches, so to speak. My transparency when it comes to pain, when it comes to trauma, when it comes to the wrongdoings even of my own. When I'm able to stand in front of a room full of people and feel more at home, at peace, comfortable, myself, admitting, speaking on, trying to understand at the same time that I'm talking and realizing that that unveiling of myself is the very thing that someone else never thought they would meet someone who who could mirror. Mm -hmm. And I think, honestly, that is what sets me apart, not above, but apart from so many people who speak about situations that they've been in from a distance. Mm -hmm. They talk about them as though they observed them mm-hmm. rather than were a part of them. Mm-hmm. I remember when I back when I was going to mouth off at the Air Lounge. That was, as I say, my coming of age period of time. Yeah. And I remember one week, Prentice Powell came up to me after I got off the mic, and he said, "I could never put myself on blast the way that you do mm-hmm. on the mic." And at the time, I didn't, I didn't hear that for what it really was. Mm-hmm. I understand it more now. Yeah. And I don't do it, I don't do it for what I'm receiving. I do it because it's what needs to be done. And I do it because I'm still trying to grow. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to be a better person. And you ain't always going to win when you try. And sometimes you try and you fail and you hope you try again. Sometimes you realize you're being a better person for the situation Mm -hmm. rather than a better person overall. Sometimes you're being transparent to strangers while not being transparent to the closest people to you. So I would say my strength is knowing now that I don't know, Mm -hmm. Mm. that I don't know it all, that I ain't seen it all, that I haven't done it all, that I may not be better than them, Mm -hmm. but I'm better than I was yesterday, hopefully. Mm. I'm going to be better tomorrow than I am today, hopefully. It's the belief that I'll bounce back. Amen to that. No more questions. (laughs) Just, you said something about our answers. Man. It, it's, it's, I do better thinking about what I haven't done and why, and then what can I do the next time. Mm. That's true humility, and that's um, the embodiment of resilience. I believe, and it's hard to it, it's hard to speak on it sometimes when, like you said, you right. you don't want to make yourself out to be the yeah. I am the end all be all. Right, I'm exactly. Not, I've been worse than and better been. I've, yeah. I've backpedaled yeah. just as often as I've stepped forward, but yeah. sometimes 
you got to see yourself outside of yourself right. to appreciate what it is that you have rather than lament over what it is that you don't or right. what you haven't been or who you haven't been. Because you will die a very lonely death if you're only thinking about everything you're not. Yep. Don't nobody want to be around that. Word. And I've done it too many times. No. I've been that person. But there's so much. It's it, I I think this is beautiful that we're all having this conversation because it's real authentic and it's a true like vulnerability to like think about what sets you apart, not just like above. Because like the true superhero isn't like this perfect person. Exactly. exactly. Like our flaws, our weaknesses, where we grow. That's where our strengths are. And then there's so much beauty in, in the process and in growing. Mm. Oh, my gosh. My you guys are amazing people. The definition of perfection is lacking nothing essential to the whole. Mm. Word. We talk about being perfect. What is perfect? Perfect just means perfect you don't lack exist. anything that you need to make you complete. Word. Mm. Which yeah. means it's a very individual unique definition for each one of us absolutely we find ourselves trying to measure up to all these other man yes perfect. would it be more campbell say your blues ain't like mine right what you gone through is not what i've gone through it doesn't make it any better or worse than it just makes it your story and that's why we're hoping for the people who are listening by hearing our individual stories what's your story what sets you apart? Where are you growing? Where Where is your greatness? Where are the areas that maybe not be the most beautiful, but the most not the most beautiful part is actually where all your beauty is. Mm-hmm. You know, so and even like taking that time to be like, oh, I do want to say this about myself. Like it's a little nerve wracking, but I'm gonna talk about this. Or heck, write it. Write it and burn the paper. Writers, like, writers, writers, writers. Got writers in the building. Sometimes we think we're only supposed to talk about the good. Right. We're only supposed to talk about when we made it. It's whole when process. That, that forward movement. Sometimes we gotta get up there and be like, man, I messed up. Exactly. But I'm still gonna try. So the next question, since we had a chance, no, no, this is great. And that's why. No. Hey, that's what you're here for. I know. Exactly. Yeah. You never gonna break someone and gonna be yeah. like, yeah. And my superhero is to sit. Done. And maybe it is. Maybe. Hey, I want to meet that person because I'm learning what it feels to sit. Lord. I'm gonna work on that one day. Uh, yeah. not, no need to. No, no, no need to. I'm learning. Not That's not your superhero strength. Right. <laughs> it's about not taking. No, it's there not. You go. No, it's not. Exactly. It's not about that. You embrace. You embrace yours. I completely agree. I also, for me at least, like I like to learn from other people yes, because absolutely. I am like that action go 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 person. I'm learning. Yes, but you still need to sit. Mm-hmm. And then I, I've always. I always, I always gotta, I always gotta hit the wall. I'll kneel. So before I sit, <laughs> right. right, Lord, I'm trying to. Man, yeah, it will. Yeah. I recorded the podcast the next day to get my wisdom tea pulled, and then three days later it hit me. No, so I went and took the L uh, two days after my daughter was born. She was eight weeks premature. And Whoa. I got myself on BART, came to San Francisco, and took the LSAT and went back Superhero. to the It was ridiculous because I told myself I had to do it. I had to. I said I was going to do it, and everybody's looking at me to do it. So I wow. got to. Man, where, where are these people that was looking in? No. no. That was incredible. It wasn't in the Nick you on my baby. Huh. So why, why is it so important to us to 
achieve these standards that someone else has set to the point where we don't even know who that's thank you else is. and right. you build it off in your head and you're like why am i doing all this yeah, yeah. yeah. no you're why absolutely what i appreciate about both of those two stories though is that sometimes Sometimes we kind of conform to society so that we can flex our superhero strengths. Yep. Mm -hmm. And and both of those stories are superhero stories. Mm -hmm. And that's you two showing, Mm -hmm. showing the universe... That we got guns, you know? I'm to say, y'all can't see me on camera, but I'm flexing right now. At the end of the day, everybody here, everybody here has a story. When you had to get it done, you got it done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, oh, my God. Absolutely. But so keep it going, y'all, because we got to stay. And so we don't say them to be held. No, it's right. not about that, no. Because it's just our story. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like you said, it's interpretation versus intent. Mm. You see that no. as a superhero story. I see that as life. Mm. it's true and like we already stated earlier this is not like you know we on some just feeling ourselves like we're sharing we're sharing we're sharing our power we're sharing our strength we're being honest and this is our story but going on to the (laughs) next question so we talked about what our own superhero strength is right and we hope that you guys out there written down what yours are the next question i have to everybody is share a person or a superhero in your own life who has given you inspiration because the strengths that we have, we are nothing by ourselves. My, my ongoing thing that I always say that I got from my dad was you only anybody that cut their own umbilical cord when they came into this world. So everybody needs somebody, right? And everybody was given something from somebody to some degree. Somebody to lean on. So how about we start with you? Since we started with Damon over here last. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, it's my serious moment. I only get serious, serious, serious. every orange moment. Um, my grandmother. My grandmother passed May 16th, 2016. Very unexpectedly. And it's that was my best friend. Like, my grandmother was 71 years old. She was resilience defined. Um, you always hear how we, we build people up after death to be almost bigger than life. And I found myself doing that and having to reel it back in and say, what was it about her that inspired me? Because she she was flawed she was flawed she had her demons she had her imperfections she had her issues that's what inspired me she didn't quit when she had every reason to she had every odd stacked against her she had every traumatic experience she had every justification for throwing her hands up for good but every time she threw her hands up at some point in time well I gotta keep going (laughs) and it didn't always look like that to everybody it looked like quitting to some I'd say to the untrained eye but we don't always see the end result until after the process Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my grandmother was nothing like I'm sure she ever thought she'd be and she was nothing like 
prototype of a, of a grandmother that you hear about. A rocking chair grandmother, no <laughs> cookie bacon. No, my grandmother was a G. <laughs> she was everything ugly and beautiful at the same time, mm-hmm. and she never knew it. Word. The inspiration for me comes from the fact that even though she never knew that, even though she never had anybody tell her that, she still found a reason to keep going. Mm -hmm. She still found a way to make all of us exemplify the best pieces of her that she never got to see herself. Mm. I was her first grandchild. I don't feel like anybody understood me the way she did and vice versa. We had a connection unlike anybody else's Mm -hmm. and her death stung, but everything that should have killed her before didn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for me, in my darkest hours, that's what keeps me pushing. That's what gives me Believe that there's something, there's some reason, there's something that I may not even be seeing, but there's something that I'm supposed to be here for. She was. What is her name? Beverly. Be- 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 Beverly. State her full name. <laughs> Beverly Ann Mason. Hey. She is your superhero. She's with you. She is. That's kind of scary sometimes because she did tell us that she she would haunt us if we did not do what she said after she died. <laughs> but she, I, th- there is a piece of me that truly does feel that connection to her still mm-hmm. in a way that I that I can't explain, but in a way that makes me stand a little taller during times that I want to fall. That's beautiful. I didn't get to tell her that. Mm-hmm. I hope and pray that you have peace within that or find peace within that, though. I but do, too. I do, too. I haven't yet, but I, I believe it's possible. Man, it's really crazy because I'm um, sharing, like, our the people who we consider our superheroes is what you said. Like, she's with you. So those strengths that you have are being magnified in your own unique way but we're passed down from you. Shout out to the grandparents of the world. You almost got me over here crying thinking about my grandparents. Miss my grandmother. It's okay. I cry. I cry. I cry. You cry. We cry together. Um, I'll just, you know, I was trying to figure out. My mom gave me some flack on this because I told her who I was going to say and she was like, oh, you wasn't going to shout me out though? And I was like, I was like, mama. I was like, it's you. goes without saying the mom so my superhero, it's my father, just straight up. Um, my dad, I will say, is, um, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about it, but I would say that he is the most per- perfectly flawed man I know. He has his flaws. My dad, um, I don't believe in placing conclusive statements over people's lives who are still breathing, so I will not call my father an alcoholic, but he does struggle struggle with alcoholism. Um He's had his ups, he's had his downs, but the thing about my father that I love, the thing about my father that I know that he has given me is um, protection. He's given me strength. He's given me resilience. He's given me unconditional love. He is my road dog. I've said it many a times in my family household. We literally were the black Berenstain Bears. My mom, <laughs> and my, my mom and my brother, they had their thing. Me and my dad, 
two peas in a pod. Intellectual conversations, hella pro black all day, every day. <laughs> Talk about anything. He was the one that was like, yeah, go to Singapore. And everybody was like, don't go do that. Yeah, move to Chicago. Don't go do it. He's always had my back. He definitely is just, you can't even like, in some ways, I don't even call him like my superhero. I call him more like my service hero because service hero because um, he always taught me at a young age, whatever you do, do it for others. Make mm. sure you're serving not just yourself, but your community. And he's always been a, one that's looked out for our family, our extended family. Just a great, chill, lovely, just cool-ass man. And it's my daddy. And I'm hella proud. And I love him. And I kick with him all the time. And I'm always praying for him to overcome his struggles, his demons. But I know that there still is hope for him to get over that because he's still living, he's still breathing. Because I've had other friends who've lost their fathers to alcoholism. But my father is still here, and I still speak a life that he's going to overcome that one day. And I'm really excited because I brought this today because last week was my mom's birthday. And he was recently awarded an eighth-degree black belt. I was just about to say. Yeah, so I got it here. My father, Thomas Tripp, that's him right there in the picture. So he'll, he'll kick your ass. <laughs> I was about to say, there is no way that you could talk about your dad and superheroes and not talk about that and my favorite picture in the entire world. The black the, 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 Leroy. the black Bruce Leroy dojo picture. Yes, oh, my goodness. And, um, I'm starting the path, the journey of getting my black belt. So me and my brother were starting that path this year together, and I'm gonna make sure that my children too follow in his footsteps because Monty Diane too was a black belt. So what's the first belt? White. First belt, white. (laughs) (laughs) A rope. Uh, A rope. A rope to keep your pants up. (laughs) No, that's that's dope though. Yeah, that's really dope. That's my superhero. Shout out Thomas Trip. Thomas Malachi Trip. Malachi. Children of the court. <laughs> That's my brother's name too. <laughs> what about you over here? Um, per per usual, I break the rules a little bit, but I'll be quick. Um, one one superhero that I want to acknowledge is my godfather. Mm-hmm. My father passed away when I was three years old, and on the day that he passed away, I called my godfather and said something. Like, my dad just died, and I don't have a dad. Will, will you be my dad? Oh. And he said yes. Wow. And, and took that role very, very seriously. And he, he wasn't, um, he lived in Seattle, so he wasn't able to be there on, like, a daily basis in my life. But even at a time where I looked in the mirror and saw myself as being a failure and ran from the good people in my life, he still endured all the phone calls that I didn't answer and and all the trying to trying to figure out how to have an how to have a relationship with someone who's a father figure but not your father and mm. all this all this extra stuff and he just took it all on the chin for me hmm. um, because I am his son Aww. and so uh, trip um, I'm, I'm sure he will listen to this at one point um, you are you are my superhero um, wow. for for taking that that role seriously and, um, and and being that for me and still to this day being here. Can you state his full name? Uh, his name is Samuel Hunter mm. and nicknamed Trip, which oh. is uh, something I, I noticed about you on the on the first time uh, that I met you is 
T-R-I-P-P, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's somebody who has um, been a, a really important piece to my life. He has allowed me to experience many things that I wouldn't have experienced otherwise, um, and he's allowed me to experience my um, father-son relationship. And so uh, definitely a superhero of mine. And another one, real quickly, is um, a mentor of mine. His name is Jim. He is a 75-year-old black doctor. And the reason why he is a superhero of mine is because he was a part of, like, the first black doctors of America. And um, he is one of those people, when I'm tired, he he brings me back in the perspective of saying, like, um, not only do you have the responsibility for the next generation to continue moving forward, but you have the responsibility to his generations and the many generations before him that put me in a position where I'm at. And he's told me stories of being the only black doctor in a hospital filled with white doctors who, you know, saw him as being uh, less capable as they were. And what he put up with to stay in that position. Yeah. Um, makes him also a, a superhero. Thank you, Michael. Always coming with. The- <sighs> uh, well, you know I break the rules. You know, yeah, I, know. You know I, I break, gotta the, break rules. the rules. Rebellious you, Mike over you here. Gotta, you gotta oh, create the man. rules. You know. <laughs> All right, Damon. Y'all always make it hard for me. Wait. No. Whether it's going first or going last, it's it's all difficult. All right, so I'm going to break the rules, too. I got three. Um, Yes, thank you, brother. uh, But I'll be quick. But I'll I'll be be quick. And it's like three people from completely three different angles. So the first one is um, Barack Obama. And the reason why Barack Obama is a hero to me is because when I look at him, uh, you know, look away from the presidency and all of that and just look at who he's portrayed himself as a man um, over the time that he's been in the spotlight and what he's been as an example to our entire culture. Um, I I think that someone who carries himself that way and someone who achieves that level of... uh, for lack of a better term, swag. And, <laughs> and just, you know, comfortability. And he really just gives you a feel that he really is the complete package of what a man should be, especially a black man should be, and, and mm. what he portrays and what he represents for our community in general uh, is powerful. And to me, that's what a superhero is. It's somebody who you look at and be like, wow, like, because that person stepped out there and did what he did, that makes me believe, like, truly believe that I have a power that's greater than I did before. Amen so, to that. Um, yes. So, yeah, Barack Obama. And, uh... So recently on Netflix, um, David Letterman did, had an interview with him that was like an hour, a little over an hour. And it showed a side of him that was really like eye-opening for me because he really is just a, a black man. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was the president. Yeah, he, uh, you know, achieved what he achieved. But when you come down to it, like, this is a black man. This is a black man just like all the other black men that I know. But he's achieved greatness in that role and achieved a level of respect uh, across a lot of different cultures, across a lot of different uh, groups. And, you know, that's something that I aspire to. And that's something that, you know, will give me, that will empower me to, to believe that I can do some of the things that I'm trying to do. So that's why that. I consider that, uh, consider him to be a hero. Another one is uh, the CEO of the company that I currently work for, oh. um, which is Tristan Walker. And the reason why uh, I consider him to be a hero is because um, 
I work in Silicon Valley, in like the heart of Silicon Valley, mm. which is dominated by whites and Asians for the most part. Mm. And uh, here this guy comes and has the audacity to raise uh, like $50 million for his company and build a company in the middle of, of Silicon Valley that just not only is it a black man owning this company in the middle of Silicon Valley, but the culture that he created, the atmosphere that he created is so authentic and it feels so strongly black yeah. in the middle of all that. And he, and he didn't have a problem doing that. You know what I mean? Mm. And I think he empowered all of us that have worked there to believe that we could achieve something greater. Like mm -hmm. I said before, like that's what I believe a super, like a hero is, is someone who you look at and be like, wow, because that person did what they did, put themselves out there and achieved what they did. Now I feel like, okay, I can do that too. Mm. So, What's in my resume too? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's take that one offline. <laughs> uh, serious. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that what he did was great and, um, you know, there's a lot of people that I've heard just when I mentioned the name, like, oh, yeah, I heard of him. He's been, you know, he's, he's, he's a very inspirational dude. I really like what he did. And, like, the fact that I've been able to see how he operates is going to mean a lot for me in my career going forward. So mm. uh, I thought it would be necessary to shout that out. And the last one, I kind of, I'm kind of following the trend a little yeah. bit, uh, but my father. And the reason why, um, and obviously, not obviously, actually, but... I would consider him to be the, my biggest hero and not because, um, you know, that he raised me in a certain way because he wasn't really around when I was growing up. Uh, he had a job that required him to be away and he was away for 90 percent of my childhood. But uh, since then, I've developed a relationship with him and I have a, a newfound respect for him because recently I actually started. He wants to write a book on his life. And so I started to have conversations with him. I told him I wanted to have. I wanted to write it. I wanted to help him write the book. So I said, let's start having conversations, recording them, and we started to do that. Mm. And what I learned, I mean, I kind of already knew this before, but uh, he was an addict for 20 years. Mm. He wasn't literate until, like, later in his adulthood. Mm. Like, while I was... He couldn't read while I was around. So mm. he very recently learned how to read... Um, but still has achieved so much and he you know he has a nonprofit where he he's created a training program for people who are underserved communities and he owns a ship like a military mm -hmm. ship in Jack London Square and he's gotten so much interest and so much going in in his field and, and what he's been able to accomplish with the background that he has knowing how the other way that that could go uh, and knowing that my dad was able to overcome all of that and yeah. like I didn't have to deal with half of even a quarter of what he had to deal with so me seeing what he is able to do with what he was set up with and then see the cards that I got to play with, mm. it makes me feel way more empowered to do what it is that I'm trying to do. So, obviously, that's a hero to me. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yes, extension. His, his name is John Lamar Hastings. Yes! And, uh, yeah, he's absolutely, without a doubt, my biggest hero. Mm. I was talking about to cry, y'all. I mean, this is so beautiful. This is about grandmothers, godfathers, fathers. Y'all, do y'all feel the love? Y'all can't respond. It's okay. We're going to get that live chat going. We're going to get on top of our social media. But this is beautiful. This is beautiful. I love, love, and I think it's so awesome 
that you're writing his story as told by David yeah. Hastings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Beautiful. That's right. Um, we are a little over time, a lot over time, mm-hmm. but... Because I'm committed to making sure, because the way I structured these questions was, it started off with, let's talk about ways that we feel empowered. Let's talk about a person who empowered us. But I feel like we have to leave just something for our listeners. Mm Because the last question is, share three ways we can help our listeners build their self-confidence and tap into their own superhero strength. We're just going to tie that down to one, because we still need to interview Bree, and we still need to talk about our books, and we still need to get out here, because I got to go to work and go to the gym in the morning. So... (laughs) So for our listeners out there, if you have not already been empowered by the stories we have all shared, and if you're not already tearing up thinking about, I don't know, your grandma, or you're thinking about your version of Barack Obama, or your godfather, or your daddy, we're going to leave you at least with one tip to think about a way to build yourself and your esteem, because you have power too. You truly, truly do. Um... Should I just kick it off? Yes. I'm just going to go off the top of my spirit. <laughs> That's what I always say, the top of my spirit. Top of my spirit right now, one way to build yourself up, I think it's about the people you surround yourself with. Um, one of the articles was referencing self-esteem has a lot to do with upbringing. And I do acknowledge that a lot of us may have not, may have not had the most ideal upbringing. And there's the... Um, the statement, you know, you can't determine how you start, but you can determine to some degree how you finish. And so um, I do believe there should be at least one person out there that you can connect with and grow from and help you in your process of building you up. So I think like the people you surround yourself with, people who are positive, people who are loving, not for what you do externally, but just for who you are. Surround yourself around people like that. If you can't find somebody to surround yourself by, hit me up because I'm all about making people feel better about themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm all about a good time. I'm all about just making sure that you love yourself because you have something to be loved for. So yes, I would say one way to build yourself up with is surrounding yourself around other people that love themselves too so they can love on you as well. I'm going to pass it to Michael. You know I'm ready. Uh, Michael, stay ready. <laughs> but only one, brother. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> um, my advice is to make the make the choice to see beauty. Um, we spoke a little bit of this earlier, but see beauty in yourself. Look at history, and instead of focusing on the pain, Focus on the beauty that came from it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is always going to be two sides of every experience, of every um, everything that happened. And my my piece of advice is to make the decision to look on the side of the beautiful. Um, that is where you're going to see the superhero strength revealed. Um, not in focusing on the negativity and on the pain that has been felt, but on the reaction and the goodness that came from that pain. Um, so, see beauty. I like that. Brother Dame. Once again. <laughs> making everybody grow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I'm torn between two, so I'm just Can't roll the dice. The <laughs> I'm not going to do both. I'm not going to do both. Uh, we're going to go with I can. All right, so mm. um, really just starting to create, like, this idea of I can you know what I mean because I think a lot of times we completely count ourselves off the second we look at something and say well I can't do that mm-hmm. or nah I wasn't set up for that or I didn't I wasn't given the tools to do this or that you know what I mean like just start with I can do that 
Yeah, I think I can do that. And prove to yourself or let let the thing prove to you that you can't if you can't. Mm. But go into it with it. Yes, I can do this. Like, yes, if I if I dedicate myself to it, if I take the proper steps, if I focus, then yes, I can do this. And, uh, you know, because I think a lot of times what I've seen is that, you know, people have ideas like, oh, yeah, this would be cool. But. You know, I can't, but that can't happen because of this. So that can't happen because of that. Like, you, you, we're quick to find the reasons why we can't instead of, uh, you know, reinforcing the, the, the reasons why we can do something and figuring out, you know, the things that we think we might not be able to do, figuring out how we can make it happen. So let's just go what I can, you know what I mean? And just yes. uh, and, and just start from that place. And then, yes, I can. Are you channeling Barack Obama? Yes, I can. I'm channeling Barack Obama and Sherman Clump. <laughs> There with you. Yes, and I buddy <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> oh man, now I want to watch that. I watched it like two weeks ago, and it was the most amazing thing. Oh, it's it's just as good as it was in like '95. Yeah. Okay. It's just as good. It's just as good. What is your one advice to offer? Speak. Tell your story. Tell your truths. Speak. Don't stop speaking. Eliminate silence. Speak. We silence ourselves. And then in turn, we get silenced because we don't believe we matter. We don't believe our stories are relevant. We don't believe we are worth being heard. Speak. In this atmosphere, we go. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I love it. I love it. It was. We have see beauty. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> Speak and surround yourself around people that love you, so you can learn to love yourself too. Mm. All right, people. So we're gonna transition into our next. Um, I feel like that was kind of like. But, um, no, okay, let me just say this. Um, that was beautiful, and I appreciate all of you guys sharing your own reflection of who you are, and then sharing your own stories to like the people who've influenced you, and then also giving something to our listeners to feel empowered by too. So I appreciate that conversation. I think right now this is like one of my favorite episodes. I don't know. I, I say that a lot, though, but I really am enjoying this. I do. I, I, do. That, I, I love this I right I feel that way every week. Right? Yep, oh, it's my exactly. favorite episode. <laughs> not just me, though. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we ride, we ride. Actually, don't say that when I'm not here. <laughs> well, speaking of you, you are here because our Take Root and Give Back section is all about acknowledging different entrepreneurs, community activists, people in our giving communities that are taking their gifts and planning greatness. And you are doing that, Bree. You are a living witness to that. A little background on Miss Bree Blue. So personal background. Wait, let's start out with professional background and then I'll go with the personal background. So (laughs) I'm not going to read. I'm going to sum it up. Um, Bree Blue is a three-time published author. She is a speaker, co-founder of Speakeasy, mm-hmm. also the campaign Unapologetically You, which she was speaking of earlier. She has featured on um, Verses and Flow. 
She is also, where was I? I just messed it up. So sorry. Um, she is also um, named the best female spoken word artist in 2014, 2015, and 2016 for the Bay Area Black Music Awards. Say that. Oh, in 2017. Brie is an all-around just phenomenal woman in every aspect of the word, as I said earlier, first introducing her in terms of not just your labels, because yes, you are an author. Yes, you are a speaker. Yes, you are a poet. Yes, you are a wife. Yes, you are a mother. Yes, you are a friend and a sister. But not outside of all that, your being, your presence, it truly is strength. It truly is resilience. And it truly is what you stated earlier. It's transparency. Because mm. going into the personal aspect, I met Bree back in the day. <laughs> um, 2009, um, Air Lounge used to host um, Hot Water Cornbread Presents Mouth Off Wednesdays. That's when um, Oakland was still, you know, little little Oakland. It was a little more blacker back then. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, as <laughs> hipterish, right? It wasn't. <laughs> It was a spot that everybody went to every Wednesday where phenomenal poets would get on the mic and speak their truth. Mm -hmm. And it really was empowering to hear everybody own their story, own where they're at, own where they're going. And it was a great time. You hear some good poetry, get yourself a drink, get yourself a little two-step. Like James Kool-Aid. No. <laughs> Man. And that's where I met Bree. Yes. And our friendship started there hit or miss, kind of I saw her every now and again Then I moved and came back and then she started to speak easy. Yes. And I'm always about highlighting people who stay rooted in the community. And right now, um, Speak Easy is currently held at the Black Repertory Theater. And when I went a few weeks ago, what I love about it is it has that authentic spirit. It Everybody who was up in there, it was like people who are, let it be like 1920. There was somebody with the red gators on in their 50s and 60s. Yes, it was the was. full community. The built man. Yes. Mm. The full community is there. It's very representative. It's very just itself. It's not trying to put on airs. It's really representative of you, your poetry, your art. And I just thought it'd be awesome to have you with us on the show today because especially we're talking about empowerment and owning and loving ourselves. You always have stated that in your poetry and you've always embodied that. So we, we're so glad to have you here and we definitely want to highlight you and all of your greatness. But could you talk to the listeners about Speakeasy? And um, where you're at right now, too, within your own poetry career. Oh, thank you, first of all, for having me. I appreciate it. You guys are dope. Of course. Thank you. I'm trying to take one of your spots. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just, it's something about this energy that, that breathes life yeah. into art. Yeah. It breathes life into sometimes what we think is dormant. Mm. And a lot of times I think that is what I embody. I embody that I don't always feel it until I'm in it. Mm. And then I'm reminded of why I do it. I was just talking to Emmanuel about that, yeah. about how I feel doing a weekly open mic. It's been almost four years now that I've been running mm. Speakeasy every week. Uh, Co-founded with my husband initially. Shout out to Bola. <laughs> James Blue, we being real sophisticated here. Um, and it was my baby. It was it was a branch of Blood, Sweat, Tears, and Ink, which is RLLC, which was created to combine artistry, entrepreneurship, and community. So we've done everything from the East Bay AIDS Walk to the March of Dimes to Speakeasy to creating a platform for people 
to be. Mm. For people to learn what it even means to speak. We always say it may not be easy, but we're going to provide an opportunity for you to speak. And it is a blessing and a curse, I said sometimes, a blessing and a burden to be one of the last ones standing. Yeah, mm. you definitely are. So many open mics to go to. It was mm. you had you had your choice all throughout the week where you gonna hit up this night, where you gonna hit yeah. up I came of age at Java House mm. and then transitioned to Mouth Off Wednesdays. And I've hit every open mic along the way. I've learned what type of feeling I would get before I got on the mic, while I'm waiting, while I'm watching other people. And then I wanted to create that feeling for other people. Mm-hmm. That for me was what speakeasy was birthed from it wasn't birthed from me wanting to be that person mm. i never i never looked at it as well i want to have the hottest open mic out there man we get some weeks we may have 15 people we get some weeks we may have 50 it's hit or miss but it's consistent mm. it's people knowing at the end of the day rain or shine on tuesday nights it used to be sunday nights but on <laughs> tuesday nights this is where you can go home to. Mm. And that's what I love about the vibe of Speakeasy because it goes back to that core, what you just stated in terms of like, we're not doing this to be on and for people to like look at us and be all about us. It's about giving a space for other people to share our stories the same way that we share our stories Mm -hmm. here. So for you as an artist, because where did I have the book? What did I do with the book, you guys? On the turntable. Yes. Oh, look at the turntable. This is the book, you guys. Destination Still Unknown. Pack light. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love how you just go with the song. <laughs> no, my second book was Destination Unknown. And mm-hmm. the cover of it was Railroad Tracks. Mm. Leading to like the, the abyss. Mm-hmm. And this book, Destination Still Unknown. Because I don't quite know where I'm going. But I know I got to pack light. Mm-hmm. I know I got to shed some of that baggage, mm-hmm. some of the luggage, some of those issues, some of the things that were weighing me down prior to. Each of my books have captured that part of my life's journey. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's obviously it's never ending. And you don't always know where you're going to end up. Mm. You just know you got to keep going. Very true. And you, your road is not going to always be what you decided it was go- was going to at some point. It's not going to always be what you envisioned it as. It's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to look good. You're not always going to be able to wrap it up all nice. And there's ugly truths. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But there's ugliness in beauty. There has Aww. to be. Yeah. Otherwise, no. you're not being real. I love the book. I love the poetry. And in terms of, like, the process behind writing this, um... Is there more to come after this, or is it just this is where you're at right now? Are you still the obviously the destination is still going? I got about five or books the in going. the works. Um, yeah. I I can honestly say I've been sleeping on myself, and I feel like when you're able to get to the point where you're comfortable admitting that, mm-hmm. it's not a cocky thing. It's self confidence finally rearing its head. Mm-hmm. I'm sleeping on myself in the sense of. I'm always looking above and beyond rather than looking at what is for now, what is needed for now, what piece of my story do I need to get out now mm-hmm. rather than focusing on those next steps and that next part of my story that I'm going to get to at some point. That's, that's going to come when it comes. What is my why right now? 
and why am I not putting it out? So why are you not? Because I'm um, playing. <laughs> Being honest, though, it's a process. I am, and I, I'm, I've been in my own way. Okay. No. And sometimes there comes a point when you have to be held accountable. And we don't always know how to hold ourselves accountable. Mm. So we need to be around people that embody not only what it is we're trying to do, but where it is that we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they say you're a reflection of your five or seven closest friends or something. Yeah. <laughs> and you look around and you're not too happy with what you see. That's not on them. That's on you. Mm -hmm. So if you're not around people that are going to push you to be the better you, then you need to push yourself into another direction. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to constantly find yourself making excuses. Amazing. I think it's just beautiful because I love when anybody, well, specifically, when not just anybody, when a person allows themselves to take that time, that process, to put the work and put it out there like that. Yes. And even for you to own like where you're at right now and how you're still like processing it. Because we, we all, we're all processing different mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And so... Could you talk to us about unapologetically you, which I then think tie into you possibly sharing a poem with us? Mm -hmm. I mean, we got time. We got time. We got time. And then we, we got time. Gonna, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not with me. I mean, so because I, I think it's beautiful, like the concept of speak easy, the concept you're talking about queening it unapologetically. Just, just talk about it. Unapologetically you is my awareness campaign, which. As, as I've said, there's so much more to come with it. But honestly, it was birthed from me realizing for myself that I had to stop apologizing. Stop apologizing, explaining, justifying who I've been, what I've done, what I've been through, decisions that I've made, uh, mistakes, missteps, poor choices, all of that. Stop trying to give all these reasons and this background and everything for it because at the end of the day, it all created this perfect chaos that is me and there's no reason for so many and it is definitely geared towards women that's not to be anti anything else that's to be pro us mm. because we don't have enough of us who are pro us while still being real about our faults and flaws Okay. Yep, no. so I think it, it came about during a time over these last couple of years where being a woman being a black woman is now being celebrated in so many ways, but yet vilified in so many others. Mm. So I wanted to find a way to make people understand that even with all the ugliness, we don't need to apologize for all that. We don't need to explain it away. It's not like we need to be these card-carrying members of, I've effed up and I don't want anybody to say anything. No, it's just, yep, this is who I am. Mm. Not this is who I am, take me as I am, because that's just how I'm going to be. No, you can decide to be whoever you're going to be tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to explain why you're deciding to be that person. You just need to decide to be it. Mm -hmm. And I, I spent so much of my life apologizing and explaining and giving reasons for and justifying. And at the end of the day, you find yourself out of breath. Yeah. And you realize people are going to view you the way they're going to view you regardless mm -hmm. of all of this extra time and energy you put into trying to make them see you in a certain way. Mm. People are going to see you how they're going to see you. It's very true. How you see you. Mm. Okay. Spending so much time trying to please other people, you forget what it is to even be yourself. You don't even know what it is to be yourself. I want to open it up to my brothers over here. Did you guys have any questions that you would like to ask, Miss Bree? I'm Googleable, y'all. Googleable. 
Google blow. Google blow. I actually don't. Uh, but what I will say is that I do think that this actually has become my favorite episode. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truly, because it's very powerful what you what you're saying, and uh, yeah, I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I get real serious when I'm talking about my passionate stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. right. My voice, yeah. my voice yeah. drops a little that's bit. Right. I get real. Lean in. Yeah, lean in. you lean in. Mm-hmm. I do. No, but you, you don't always know what you're passionate about until you're speaking on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's when, to me, that's when I come alive. That's what's yeah. up. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I'm about. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we're glad we, we're glad we created this space for you I for more of your too. life to come out and I you just joined with us so organically. So dumb. Oh, you know. Did you want to ask or say yeah, anything, great. Michael? Um, I think my, my question probably is not answerable in uh, in the time we have here today. <laughs> um, but this entire this entire episode, um, in fact, one of our weekly listeners and co-host Ashley was texting me earlier, and I said, um, I, I've just been watching you as you speak every every time you speak, as I do all of our our co-hosts and and guests, and um, the only thing I could see this entire time you've been speaking is someone who is entirely beautiful and entirely intelligent. Um, and and I just, I'm just wondering how. Like, how do you become so dope? <laughs> um, how can I get there? <laughs> how, how, how can I get there? Um, you know what? Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to get there mm. in my own mind. Mm-hmm. I think I'm finally shedding other people's dead weight Mm. I've taken on a lot of fault and blame that I shouldn't have which then in turn means I haven't taken on some that I should it's breathing Mm. it's it's breathing it's living it's deciding you're not just going to exist it's deciding you deserve to do more than survive And I didn't always believe I was worthy of that. I still have my times where I have to second guess and question it. But then I think what gets me over that hump is the why not rather than the why. Mm -hmm. The why are we looking for somebody else to be what we know we can be? Mm. We're always talking about the whole we are the ones we've been waiting for, but that's just cliche. But why? Why are we not enough? Why do we have to be chosen rather than choosing to be enough? So I'm trying to figure out, is that the poem that you were about to... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is that the poem you were going to share or do you have more? People speak poetically. Yes, you do. Absolutely. And I don't try. Yeah. Like, Natural. I, I never try. It's authentic the way you're speaking. You can tell you're not performing. Yeah. And I guess that's that's dope to me when I hear it from other people. Right. I rarely hear it in myself. Mm-hmm. And then when I do is when I say hashtag that because that was a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go ahead and um, give us a poem for the listeners out there to get a taste of your poetic As one? long as you realize it's not memorized. That's um, not a problem. This is a courageous space. Uh-oh. Courageous and safe. See, and I've always been one of those. I'm, I'm hypocritical. So I'll tell people, get up at open mic, use your paper, use your phone, use your whatever. And then I get up like, I ain't supposed to use no paper. I ain't supposed <laughs> to. And you, although you have to hold yourself to a certain standard, you also have to allow for yourself to grow. Yeah. And to create. And mm-hmm. show, yourself, show yourself the compassion that you show other people. I'm going to work on that. 
Mm. I gotta come around you because you you seem like you embody that. (laughs) (laughs) A war has been waged against spirits, sanity, and solidarity, and black women are fighting on the front line. Our steps are a little less lively than they once were. Our voices a little less steady. Our spines more lowercase c than uppercase i. Our shoulders have begun to droop as though the weight of the world has finally gotten too heavy for them to carry, too burdensome for them to bear, too full of false hope and wishful thinking and dangling carrots that we are never actually able to suppose to reach out and touch. The soles of our feet and the soles of our sisters have grown weary. The cries of frustration and fury, anger and angst, despair and doubt start deep inside our core and spill from our lips, too explosive to be contained, to be held back, to be silenced, yet and still. In the bleakest of moments, on the darkest of days, we persist. We stagger, stumble, then stand. We falter, flail, then forge. We hurt, hate, then heal. And when we lose, we carry one another back up to the throne, adjust both her crown and weapon, and assure her that she has what it takes to fight another day, because that's what we do. That's who we are. That's how we're built. I mean, who else but a black woman could balance such a brilliant beam of magic and martyrdom in the city and center of mayhem? She is I, and I am her, and we are us, still standing strong. (laughs) And then we all collectively raise our fists. Oh, Oh, man. No further questions. <laughs> no, my throw, my throw. Thank you, guys. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. As I was, as I was listening to that, um, you, you, you gave me. We had uh, my other two co-hosts say this was like their favorite episode, and um, you gave me. I, I I feel this all the time, but you just reminded me of of why. This podcast is so dope because of people 100%. like you coming on to this podcast. 100%. Um, what, what, what these listeners just heard and what they will hear, um, oh my goodness. <laughs> that is, you know, like, what that is. Thank, thank that is you. Powerful. That's real. Thank you. Real talk. That's yes. like, that's like uh, the, the importance of this, of this podcast and what we're trying to do is exemplified in you. Um, so, yeah, like, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Bless you and thank you yeah. and much love to you. And um, I'm just filled. I'm filled with so much joy and gratitude to have you here with us. I'm filled with joy and gratitude and humility just to even sit in a space for all of us to just put like that type of energy out there into the mm-hmm. world. And like, this is random, but I'm going to connect it. Last night I was watching the Thurgood Marshall movie, mm-hmm. Marshall. And there was a scene with like Thurgood Marshall and Langston Hughes and Zora Neale Hurston, like the whole Harlem Renaissance. And I'm getting more and more inspired to like connect all of like the artists of today because we are our own Renaissance. Mm-hmm. We are revitalizing, redefining, and your voice and your poetry is that of this generation. Mm-hmm. And it really shows the power. And me and my friend Vogue, shout out to Vogue Robinson, who's a poet too. 
that we were having this whole conversation. We could do another follow-up episode in terms of like the written poetry and the spoken poetry, mm-hmm. because at least like in the the black community, and not saying not only black because not only black people do this, but we were just talking about this in general. But um, there's so much power when you speak it. Because you can read it, and when I read your writing, it does dance. It, it it literally jumps off the page and it dances on my face, right into my spirit. But when I hear it, <laughs> how does that feel? <laughs> how does that feel? <laughs> and I was like, yes. I like the little dance move too. <laughs> Is that what it does? Is that what it's doing on your face? <laughs> It's okay. It's Sunday night. I am who I am, but mm. beautiful, yeah, beautiful, yeah, and thank absolutely. you, Bria. You will definitely be coming back on the show, mm. without a doubt. You, yes, absolutely. Tuesday nights, speak easy. Yeah, yeah. See somebody there. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. What time? On, what time on Tuesday? Doors open at seven. Sign up list goes out at seven thirty, and it's not just poetry. Poetry, comedy, music. All things in between, any form of spoken or performing arts, yep. uh, we welcome. Mm. Come Stop. do you, be you. Five dollar cover. Yep. Three dollars for students. Yep. College to twenty one over. Y'all don't play with me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bring your college ID if you're in school. Though we we rock. We will not turn somebody away. Come and be. Yeah. Word. Last time I was there, yeah, they do everything. It's spoken word. People were singing. Someone got up there and was like, I just want to dance. And they got yeah. And they, yeah, yeah, we were like, get, get. He did a poem while juggling because I said nobody has ever juggled up here. He did he juggled and did a poem. Mm. Wow. Same. Just come and That's enjoy. incredible. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Miss Bree Thank you guys so much. Of course. Thank you, pleasure. And before we wrap everything up, because we have three segments to the show, we definitely have our C today, our take root and give back. The last part of the show, which I always unapolog- unapologetically state is my favorite part, is David got a oh shoot okay yeah, yeah, all right um it is the reading is good for the soil aka your mind because books are amazing I spent a good amount on a Friday afternoon at the Marcus Garvey bookstore over mm-hmm. on Martin Luther King and 40th and we're gonna we need to do a show out of there I love the people in there. Always get a good story. Always get a good lesson. I don't even get into it right now, but I bought two books, and I'm really excited. And yeah, so we always share um, a book a book from each host every episode. Let's hop right in and just do that. Who wants to go first? Brother Dan. <laughs> what? I always got to go first, man. Why am I always getting caught out? I'll go. You know, I'm always getting caught out. No, I can go first. Okay. Um... <laughs> My book, in the Ooh. spirit of our episode, is oh. Miles Morales' Spider-Man, mm. oh. which is... Uh, he looks like Lil Wayne. He does look like Lil Wayne. I didn't even think that. Whoa, but yeah. Now, every time you look at it. Every single time. But this book is dope, y'all. It's real dope. Uh, I, we just started reading it this week, actually. And um, it's about a kid. He's like teenager age. Uh, growing up in Brooklyn, uh, regular family household, everything, you know, regular black family situation, but he just happens to also be Spider-Man. So everything that he experiences comes in under the lens of the fact that he's like this underlying superhero. But like his relationship with his dad is like the, you know, the, you know, the 
regular, you know, black relationship between the father and the son. His dad is crazy and, like, has all these crazy one-liners. And, uh, you know, his mom is always just like, oh, yeah, that's just that dude. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's the, the, the family dynamic that you see in it. It's just cool to see it in the lens of being a superhero, especially Spider-Man, who is, like... For any, you know, young kid, young boy growing up was like the one. Like Spider-Man was like the yeah. superhero. So for them to have, so for this uh, writer, Jason Reynolds, which is an amazing writer and a very entertaining writer, he actually won mm. a Coretta Scott King Award Ooh, for this book. A Coretta Scott King. And was King. a National Book Award finalist. Wow. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's really good. I mean, it's good for kids. It's Ooh. good for... Uh, people of our age <laughs> and uh, yeah it, it's, it's dope it's very entertaining and um, actually my quote for today oh. comes from this book <laughs> and it's incredible I'm not about to say the quote but yeah I would I would definitely uh, recommend anybody to read this but especially if I love the artwork kids. yeah the yeah, artwork that, is dope that's super dope it's super dope um, <laughs> it does look like Lil Wayne but um yeah, I mean, whether you have kids or not, I mean, it don't even matter. This is just a dope. When you said read. we, are you reading with Amar? Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's dope. So yeah. So yeah, Miles Morales, Spider Man by Jason Reynolds, <laughs> super dope. What do you have today, Michael? Uh, today, also in the spirit of this episode, oh, uh, my book is entitled "Black Profiles in Courage: A Legacy of African American Achievement," Ooh. and it's uh, a story about. Black superheroes, written by a black superhero, and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, that's real talk. And um, per usual, I like to read like a little something about it. I'll be quick. Um, Shining a bright light on the touchstones of character, these these exemplary stories reemphasize the integral world of African Americans in weaving the fabric of our nation and form an empowering legacy from which Americans of all ages can draw inspiration, wisdom, and pride. And then the New York Times said, Abdul Jabbar has written a book about black heroes not found in the sports pages or mm. given their due in textbooks. Mm. Given their due in Word. textbooks. And it's our I, history. And then I just like the fact that like he um in in writing this book is entirely breaking down the stigma about professional sports players. Mm-hmm. Um and he is 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 showing um that he is a true black superhero, not just because he's a basketball player and what he represents on a basketball court, um, but what he has to give us as a culture as well. Bomb. Yes. I love this. Oh, my gosh. So I was caught between two, so I'm just going to go with this one. We'll save this for another day. Um, I was going to mention her as a hero, and because this week I'm going to be receiving the illustrations for the play, because I have a graphic design artist I work with. I can yes. tell you about that. Um, the three plays I produced are going to be published and available on Amazon. So I'm really excited. And I want to highlight a phenomenal writer, someone who I consider as one of my sheroes, Miss Lorraine Hansberry, A Raisin in the Sun. Hey. Um, of course, like, well, I could assume that most of us know Raisin in the Sun or have seen it. Um, but as a writer myself, there's something about actually reading it and kind of interpreting it for yourself. Lorraine Hansberry was the first African-American woman to have her play premiere on Broadway. Wow. Um, 
Raisin in the Sun, when it was released back in the 50s, was ahead of its time in terms of the different um, topics, um, the different issues that were being highlighted. And it's just a overall phenomenal play in terms of the characters that are being represented um, because she writes from a character-based perspective and I admire that so much because in my own personal philosophy when you create three-dimensional real characters that's how you really connect with your audience and mm-hmm. I aspire to do that with my own writing and I've always um, been a fan of um, Lorraine Hansberry and she's one of those artists who passed away when she was 35 um, mm-hmm. she had cancer and you could only imagine what would have came if she was still here. Um, and yeah, she's a phenomenal, beautiful black woman. And the title, too, is taken from Langston Hughes' play, um, poem, Harlem. Yeah, what happens to a dream deferred? Does it shrivel up and die? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun, you know? So I just love it. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier. I've been, I've always been a, a very a much a big proponent of understanding those who came before us so we can sit and do what we're doing today and to keep that going on um so yeah if you guys haven't read a raisin in the sun please do mm. did you have a book that you want to highlight <laughs> we gonna highlight her book <laughs> please do we talked about her there we go there we go it's available on amazon all right um so we're no, coming. I'm, I'm a huge reader, so I definitely want to check out check yeah. out the books you guys have. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's I think it's dope. I think it's a dope concept. I don't have the book with me that I would recommend, but for those of us who read it back in school, I'd say read it again. Uh, Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because mm-hmm. you will get so much more out of it now. Right. Than we did. So before, crazy. Like, yeah. Everything. The relatability. Everything. <laughs> yeah. As relatable oh. as. Yeah. As, as <laughs> but Invisible Man is. That, that's that book. Mm-hmm. They did, um, they adapted that into a play at the Court Theater in Chicago. Really? Back when I lived at, it was, oh my gosh. It's very, yeah, it's crazy when you can take something like that and put it on stage. But yes, Invisible Man. Yes. Yeah, read that with like Native Son. Okay, let us stop, yeah. y'all. All right, so, and we come back. <laughs> we love to read here, you guys. I love it. And I love how like it's always a mixture of what's contemporary, what's historical, and at the end of the day, it's just building who we are. But we're coming to the end of the show. We went 22 minutes over time. But that is okay because when it comes to empowering yourself, you can't really put a time limit on that. Because right. even if it's, it's stopping now officially on the show for right now, but it's going to continue. Yes. Take what we talked about today and don't let it just be, you know, a sound buy or something. Oh, that was cute. No, embody that because empowerment, building your self-esteem is not just something you like check off. It's something that you put into your actual everyday living. This is just one of the seeds you sow. Mm. <laughs> Watch this grow. Say that. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you are marketing first. She'll go with our tagline. I'm, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. <laughs> Get my claim to <laughs> But um, we're starting a new thing. Um, we're ending the show with planning a quote that's going to be embodied into your heart, your spirit, and your mind to take with you for the week. Um, want me to start? Or somebody else? I'm going to keep it real simple. Pablo Picasso said, everything you can imagine is real. Very simple. But the reason why I'm sharing it is because our thoughts when they're in a good space, can really, our dreams, our visions can really come to be. 
So it's like what they say in terms of what you think is what you speak. What you speak is what you do. What you do is what you become. Mm -hmm. So if you are envisioning some greatness, if you're envisioning that dream, in the words of Damon and Sherman Clump and Barack Obama, yes, yes you can. I can. Yes, I can. So yes, everything you can imagine is real. Word. I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> in, the, in the spirit of us all on this podcast and us all listening, being superheroes, um, and acknowledging our superhero powers. And then today, the four of us put our superhero powers together to make something real, real powerful. Um, my quote is an African proverb that Ooh. says, if you want to go quickly, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go together. Word. Ooh. Can you say it one more time? If you want to go quickly, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go together. I like that. Mm. Go ahead, Bree. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be remiss if I did not give my own quote. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you even say it had to be a quote from somebody? Yeah, of course. This journey is not for the timid, the weak, nor the indecisive. Long this trip, I will win, lose, love, and fight. But to be at my best, I can't bring old baggage. I have to pack light. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not gonna repeat that. Y'all just Google me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother Damon. All right. So uh, my so it's from this book. Okay. And uh, so at the beginning of the book, Miles, which is Spider Man, uh, gets in trouble because he left class because he said he had to pee. The teacher said he couldn't go, so he left anyway and went to the bathroom, right? And he wasn't actually going to the bathroom. He was going to go save somebody because his spider senses was going off, but he could obviously <laughs> couldn't say that, right? So anyway, he gets suspended for going to the bathroom. So later, his dad is like, because uh, his dad is like one of the only people that knows that he's Spider-Man. Oh, okay. But he's like, look, in my house, you ain't Spider-Man, you Miles. Like, <laughs> so he like puts him on punishment, has him doing a bunch of stuff, like going to the neighbors, having him doing a bunch of like chores around the house, taking the laundry to the laundromat, whatever, right? So after like a week and a half, it's supposed to be over there at dinner. And uh, he's like, Miles, I got one more thing for you. Mm-hmm. He said, you need to go do the dishes after after." Uh, after we're done, like that, that'll be the last thing. He was like, and Miles was like, man, I thought I was done already. He was like, okay, well, if you want to switch, then we can switch. You do the, I said, I, he said, I'll do the dishes and you pay the bills, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just read it. He says, I'll do the dishes and you pay for all those bills over there, he added, pointing to a stack of envelopes rubber banded on the coffee table. And Miles, uh, he said, I know, Miles groaned. He knew what was coming next. And he says, as I, and like I always say, it takes wages, not wishes, to stop doing dishes. <laughs> and then he says, and you're going to take out the trash. So that was just hilarious to me. It takes wages, not wishes, to stop doing dishes. And when I read that, I was like, that's gold. Like, I'm, I'm going to tell my child that for the next 15 years of his life. It takes wages, Man. not wishes, to oh, stop washing dishes. And yeah. when we, hey. on that note, and that's, and it. that's when we <laughs> drop the mic. <laughs> oh, Lord. That was great, David. That was Man. great. This book is amazing. Oh, Lord. Check it out. Well, you guys, we are the CG Soul Podcast, third episode in the season two. We hope you guys got empowered today. But we're about to sign off. So, everybody, have a great week. Thanks for tuning in with us. 
And uh, stay beautiful, stay black, stay blessed. Peace. Peace. Two fingers. <laughs>